Paramedics paraglided in parallel to the parading paraplegic on a Paraguayan paramo. Paranoid paramilitary paratroopers used parameterized paragraph paraphernalia to write parables in paraffin for paramours. Paramecium parasites in paradise paradoxically cause parabolic paralysis in parakeets. Control Structure Episode 15. Let's make sure I don't butcher this for February 27th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, in accordance with the prophecy. Are you done with all your peace? Yep, I have made my peace. Good. And uh, in what I hope will be a uh, a string of firsts for the network, I am uh, live blogging this. Live blogging, yes. Play tale. Hmm. Just because I can, and I have a blog, and I want to use it for something. Eh. Fair enough. How many QA testers does it take to change a light bulb? Hmm, hard to tell. QA testers don't change anything. They just they just report it. Uh, sure do. So I hear another apocalypse happened. Yes. Uh, so that there was another universe. Um. So uh, yeah, I. Uh, Run my backup script, and uh, you know it goes. It's going along here, you know, just fab, just fabulous on my 50 megabit FiOS. And uh, suddenly, I'm downloading a uh, was it a 110 or so megabyte podcast? And I'm like, whoa, what happened here? Turns out it was four hours long. Oh wow! And it was for the universe. Um, so, I started, so I started listening to it, and it was mostly four hours of them sounding like they were high and listening to Daft Punk. (laughs) And after about, I don't know, three and a half hours, they decided, oh, we should probably do a podcast since that's why you came over here. And then, like... Throughout the whole thing, you could just hear them getting more tired. In fact, they were high, you say? Well, it sounded like it. Um, Either that or they were just getting more and more tired. Um, That might also be why they had a four-hour fringe. I'm not sure which caused which, though. Hmm. So, yeah, that is way too long of a podcast, guys. Well... They do have a lot of time to make up. <laughs> so, and yes, I did listening. I did listen to the whole thing 
but it was like mostly at work, so I hardly paid attention to anything. And they did mention me by name about halfway through to pick out something, but I'm not gonna do that. Sorry, guys. Not for a four-hour <laughs> fringe. Uh, uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm curious what happened that would made another universe to happen. Well, the four-hour fringe was the disaster. That's what caused the universe. Yes, but something had to initiate it in the first place. They were... Most of that fringe, except for the past ten minutes, was before that they did the episode. Huh. Oh, interesting. So, I hear you have a Kickstarter. Yep. This one is called Death Bulbous Bones. You... You know all those stupid AIs that you get tired of in games? Uh, sort of. Well, this game's about a stupid AI who can't really see where he's going. He's trying to find this one person. So you, as a spirit, have to guide him along the way by drawing walls, making jumps, forcing him to go which way or another. Hmm. So you're not interacting with the person itself, but rather the environment to get him to do what you want him. Huh. So this is sort of like a, f- a third person or maybe a fourth person game. Something like that. You're just this malevolent griefing spirit. Chris, 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 Chris. Andrew, 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 Andrew. Raspberry! 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 Uh, sadly, uh, there was no raspberry news this week. So... No, I could not find anything either. I couldn't even find anything in the berry section. Mmm. And, uh, we don't have any lol apple, uh, this week either. So... Please try again later, or contact your administrator for assistance. Hello, <laughs> um, oh, you remember Andrew Schwartz? Andrew Schwartz, who was he? Oh, you mean Aaron. Did I read that as Andrew? Probably. Huh. Anyways. Well, time for bed. So... As it turns out, uh, the Justice, a Justice Department representative told congressional staffers during a recent briefing on the computer fraud prosecution of Aaron Schwartz that Schwartz's guerrilla open access manifesto played a role in the prosecution. So, 
the this is the Justice Department admitting that uh, uh, his, that Aaron Schwartz's prosecution was politically motivated. Really? So, you know, uh, they claim that uh, this manifesto uh, proved uh, malicious intent about what he was going to do with the uh, the documents. Um, however, uh, at the time, Swartz had even given back the documents and dis- you know destroyed all of his backups, and uh, even the uh, document storage service even said stop doing this. But the Justice Department didn't really care about that uh, because it was a politically motivated thing. Um, and uh, this is the Huffington Post article here. Uh, down down at the uh, end of the article, it says that some congressional staffers left this briefing with the impression that prosecutors believed they needed to convict Swartz of a felony that would put him in jail for a short sentence in order to justify bringing the charges in the first place, according to two aides with knowledge of the briefing. Huh. So... Well. That just makes me a little bit sick. But I don't like to be wrong, per se, and admitting that they made a mistake. Yep, can't really do that. Yeah. So, speaking of something that used to make people sick, how about Internet Explorer? Um, it turns out that Internet Explorer 10, uh, breaking news just as of this morning, that, uh, Internet Explorer 10 for Windows 7 and Server 2008 R2 has been released. Uh, hmm. I just uh, downloaded and installed this uh, this evening. How is it? Uh, it seems a it, the UI looks a lot like uh, IE9. Um, and okay. at least my blog looks uh, fairly good in it. It hmm. uh, does the uh, neon... Uh, lighting on my links, and there's that red uh, gradient on the side. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you recommend up- upgrading from IE9 to IE10? Well, I really don't use IE much for anything except to pay my Verizon bill. Uh, so Why? Because it doesn't cooperate in anything else. Oh, well, that's business for you. Yep. So, speaking of IE10, Firefox 22... Which has no relationship. Yep. Speaking of of new browsers... um, No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. um, Well, it's now and nightly we'll be blocking third-party cookies by default. Yes. Um, and speaking of cookies, Girl Scouts are starting to sell cookies again. Really? I thought they got yeah. sued or something. Oh no! Why would they? But uh, I, don't I, know. I, they, they I seem... bought me a box of tagalongs for three dollars and fifty cents. One cookie has seventy calories. Hmm. You One sure? cookie. You sure they didn't just round up to the nearest 70 on that? I'm pretty sure. The cookies are fairly small in size. Hmm. 
So, uh, speaking of Firefox 22, uh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you can uh, somehow disable third-party cookies as is, but uh, this recent patch that was put in uh, makes it more along the lines of Safari. Um, but apparently it's uh, not quite as uh, severe as Safari's policy is. What does Safari policy... I think it's just uh, iron-fisted, no third-party cookies, but I believe that Firefox's implementation will allow cookies uh, from another site if you have visited that site. Huh. Interesting. (sighs) So, uh, you remember that one online petition for the White House? Yeah, regarding two phone unlocks? Yeah. Or regarding to the... Okay. So, uh, the that petition has uh, finally crossed 100,000 signatures. Uh, this is the uh, petition to uh, remake illegal or something. Uh, to make unlocking your cell phone not illegal. So... That's uh, good news for those with uh, phones you want to play around with. So, uh, yeah, you won't be a criminal. So, um, Mm. Apple has uh, finally released the PS4. Uh, Sony has finally released the PS4. Uh, Why did you you say Apple? Well, because uh, I'm not even sure why. There wasn't even that big of a media circus around this. Like, uh, whenever Apple farts out a new i-something. Um, that got, (laughs) that got released, uh, or rather revealed, um, last week. Hmm. So, So, I've, I've heard a lot of things about the PS4 and how it looked okay. Yeah. And I'm not sure what's up with the controller. Yeah, it has a that one weird panel there. Uh, touchpad? Yeah, that uh, two-inch by one-inch thing. <laughs> but other than that, it just looks like the last three generations of game console right there. Uh, you mean in the controller? Yeah. Yeah, aside from that. Um, so, of course, the... The hardware is uh, greatly updated. Uh, you know, as rumored, it has a 64-bit AMD Jaguar CPU with eight cores. Um, let's see, a it gives the GPU in teraflops, but no one really does that. It's a AM, <laughs> It's a Radeon-based uh, graphics chip and a. Uh, unified 8 gigabyte GDDR5 memory system. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, that would cover both the CPU and GPU memory. So, and I recall. I recall. Blue, Blu ray and DVD. Well, nice. Well, that's what the uh, PS3 has uh, mm-hmm. DVD, Blu ray. I heard rumors that this was backward compatible. No, uh, not with existing PlayStation games. Um, although, like, apparently, uh, 
Sony purchased a company called Gakai uh, sometime way back when, several years ago, and they were the cloud gaming people uh, before OnLive. So, okay. So they're talking about maybe uh, borrowing some of that technology to do the backwards compatibility. Mm, interesting, because I have a few PS2 games that I would really love to play again. Well, you still have a PS2, don't you? Yeah, but I have a wired controller. Oh, well. And and let me tell you, the graphics... Okay, I shouldn't talk about the graphics, since <laughs> the graphics are still okay. The contrast in my screen whenever I go into a dark room, the screen just turns black. Hmm. So either I need to figure out how to turn off my contrast ratio or something. Or calibrate it properly. Eh. I'm not a, I'm not a TV expert. So. And, and you know what? One thing I just noticed. What? You, I'm seeing your video twice. One on my main screen and then over there in the corner I'm seeing it again. Yep. Same here. Okay. Um, that's just a convenient feature of Skype. Um, anyways, uh, Sony was, uh, all touting the, uh, social media features and some really pretty tech demos, but, uh, you know, which I haven't really seen too much of because I know my GTX 680 will, can do it much better. Correct. And I also hear that hold on I forgot what I heard oh um Sony patented a way to detect pirate games yes they did um so you know how if you uh rip a disc image to a hard drive that all of a sudden your access times become way better like, your load times become way better? Yes, I do. So, they're using that as uh, a way to measure to see if you've pirated the game or not. So, they don't want the game... So, if they build a game that's fast, its own console is going to think it's pirated? Not necessarily. Apparently, this patent would... Uh, states that there's a database somewhere with, like, the average load time and, like, a certain range of load times, not only for the initial load, but, like, every level load. So that if it's much uh, quicker, then they know that something's up. So, and uh, apparently... uh, this would only be for uh, games that would release only on Blu-ray. Okay. You know, stuff that you download, I assume, would be... uh, uh, This would be disabled for that. Let's hope so. (laughs) But uh, uh, I'm not sure if this will be implemented in the PS4. Well... It could be impl- it could be implemented via patch updates and stuff. Yeah, but then again, this would this would add a feature. Okay, and your video. Well, your my my just my duct tape just fell apart. So, hmm. 
And it's not the good kind of duct tape either. Yeah. Anyways. I don't so, think I don't think that they would send out a patch to do this because uh, that would mean that Sony would be adding a feature to their hardware and that would go contrary to what Sony has done over the past few years in that it like the PlayStation 3 is the only piece of hardware that I know that has actually lost features over time. <laughs> True. But hey, maybe you can buy the fancy pirate thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the very first uh, PS3s you could play uh, PS2 games on, it actually had the PS2 chip inside of it. Correct. And you could run Linux on it. Can't do that now. Hmm. So, and uh, speaking of Sony, uh, do, you, do you remember the KDE project? I do not. Uh, that uh, Linux desktop environment thing? Nope. Hmm. Because I seem to remember that Sam really loved that and put it on your uh, computer once. I don't like Linux. Yeah, I know. I've known that for several years. Yep. Anyways, um, the KDE project has noticed that Sony has ripped off an icon... Uh, and put it on their website to uh, configure your VIOs. It's just a bunch of tools. So, mm. but but it's the exact same thing. It's just like downscaled a bit. Interesting. Well, but speaking of Sony and piracy, there's this one um, article clip. It's a little bit outdated. It's from Control Alt Delete that talks about. Sony preventing against piracy. Mm-hmm. It says after the PS3 attack, Sony implements registration keys for their games to reduce piracy. It's like one, two, three, six different GUIDs. <laughs> and then after those are hacked, PS3 and games now come with DNA locks that restrict it to a single user. After that's hacked, Sony pioneers mass cloning, and all PS3 games now come attached with the Sony representative who will monitor and ensure proper legal use of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so Sony's like the only company I really know that has tried the hardest to prevent against piracy. Mm. Well, they did uh, do that rootkit on the CDs a few years ago. That was that caused quite a stir. Yep. So, speaking of consoles and stuff, uh, they are quickly becoming uh, non-profitable. They are a sinking ship. And I, I, ha- I agree. I have an article here from uh, TechCrunch that examines this from a uh, more of a business perspective. Hmm. And it's uh, pretty much uh, saying that uh, $50 games and $50 and $60 games do not fundamentally work in a $5 app world. I I agree with that statement to an extent. 
So and and I, and, and, I, and I remember we did a, an article on this a while back. Uh, sort of. I remember us talking about how Sony was spending itself into debt. Yep. Oh. THQ has already been there. Yep. Hmm. Good old THQ. Yep, and, and and a lot more games now are just quick, fun, don't require a lot of attention. You play you play it for two hours, maybe three hours, and you're done with the game. You go buy the next game. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, have you ever used Postgres? That database. Postgres. Yes, we did use this for a project. Yes, we did. Um, in Newmont University, and I do remember the most... Nah, who am I kidding? I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I use Postgres on my blog, and uh, I have an article here that uh, tells some tips and tricks about uh, its command line client, uh, PSQL. PSQL? Yep, PSQL. Um, so whenever... In, in, in any way that, that related to Postgres yes. SQL? Yes. Uh, it is, you know, how you sort of use, uh, like, the SQL Server Development Studio for SQL Server. Then what does T-SQL stand for? That's irrelevant. <laughs> so... This uh, PSQL is a client uh, to Postgres, uh, but it's the command line client, not a graphical client. Interesting. So uh, it goes over like how to set a symbol for null, um, and then how to uh, like store a query to uh, like a command or a variable. Huh, interesting. And, and it also links to a uh, uh, how to set up uh, statistics uh, to figure out which one of your queries have been taking the longest. Hmm. So, but unfortunately, I can't use that because that's a Postgres 9.2 feature, uh, whereas my server is still stuck on 9.1. I see an upgrade in the future. Hmm. Easily, but I'm not too uh, worried about it. Okay. Well, it, it certainly does look interesting. And while we're on these kind of clients, um, I had a link problem, and Christina from Newmont showed me LinkPad. Hmm. And it's pretty much kind of this, a similar thing, connecting it to a database, and then you can have IntelliSense link. Hmm. So. <sighs> Anyways, uh, you don't work for Yahoo, do you? Who? Yahoo. You is don't... That, is, is that the chocolate drink or something? Uh. Or mm, is that Yoohoo? That's Yoohoo, I think. Okay. Yahoo. Uh if you want to work for them anyway, well, you're not going to be able to work from home anymore. Woohoo! Uh, no, that's bad. Because that means you have to commute somewhere like you have to. 
So uh, apparently uh, Yahoo has revoked the uh, the right to work from home uh, for all their employees, uh, which uh, seems to be a very bad idea. Well, based on my current... Well, I have the option of working from home or working from work. And personally, I find I'm much, much more productive at work because I don't have to deal with all the distraction of pets, unlimited internet access, games, movies. Roommates. Now he's at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and, and it's also a lot easier to do meetings. Yes, it is. Um, so my very first job, uh, um, when I moved over here, I actually worked from home a few times. Um, in fact, uh, like where my cubicle was, it was between, let's see, I don't think it was between anything. It was right next to the database people. And uh, on the other side, there is the architects and... Uh, there's like a QA person right next to me, and you know these are people who are very important. People come over; they need to talk about something. So, uh, like I remember this one time that uh, you know everyone's talking, I can't get anything at all done. And I, 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 I feel your pain. I remember, uh, you know, saying to myself, "Okay, wait." 10 minutes, like, go read Daily WTF or something, and, you know, see if everyone leaves. Five minutes later, everyone was gone. Uh, another five minutes later, everyone was back. And I, <laughs> I told my manager, hey, I, you know I gotta get some stuff done. Mind if I work from home today? Like, for the rest of today. And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I come home, and I get it done like way before five <laughs> so like that would be you know when I would usually have gone home so mm. yeah cool uh, my second job I had the option to um, but I never did it just I didn't really feel the need to uh, third job uh, no but then again it was four miles up the four miles up the road, so no biggie. And I think at this job, I think I do uh, have the option of, but... <sighs> and, and, and the other thing I dislike about working from home is if you're sick and they need you to work, you have the option of working. Yeah. And then if you're on vacation and they desperately need you, you don't have an excuse of not working. <laughs> Besides, I'm on vacation, but... So, anyways, uh, some flaws were detected. Yes, I hear some flaws in your language was detected. Language is fine, Chris. Um, I believe I uh, commented to that effect on this. Uh, the yes, the, uh, but not everybody reads the comments. The Java runtime uh, has had another flaw uh, detected in it. 
and uh, apparently an old uh, one got attacked as well. So I'm not sure what in the world that they what Oracle did to Java to make it so insecure. You know, grand, well, grand, well, let's just let's just put it this way: Microsoft has so many flaws; it's news the old news. Mm-hmm. Java is barely starting to get some flaws, so it's new news. So, a, a, a corrupt politics isn't really news anymore. It's just accepted. Yep, sadly. So, and I also hear that. Uh, a vulnerability in Flash uh, uh, was also recently patched up, so go ahead and patch that, too. You know... Okay. Oh, yeah, I saw this one um, kind of funny comment talking about movies and hackers and stuff like that, people who use their computers, and not a single computer at, had Adobe pop up and ask them if they wanted to update. <laughs> or Java, for that matter. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you know about Google Glass? I do know about Google Google Glass. But the question is, why is nobody talking about it? I think plenty of people are talking about it. Really? Yeah. Um, apparently, they're starting to review a little bit like the one guy from The Verge uh, apparently got to try it out for a bit. Verge? Yeah. Um, which, as it turns out, is not our competitor. Who is? Uh, f- yep. Um, apparently, that's just a site that's all podcasts. Uh... So, so what, what was the name of that one troll that was suing podcasters? Uh, that personal audio? Yeah. Well, if they're our competitors... <laughs> You're trying to bait them along, are you? Not necessarily bait in a sense that we would get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely not say that it would not be possible to possibly not think about possibly doing such not said things in an order or manner that would not have been possible to do in the first place. Ah, in, too in complicated. With the prophe- in accordance with the prophecy. Syntax error. <laughs> At line yep. 21, word 3. <laughs> yep. Also, also, Stack Overflow exception. <laughs> uh, you, you have you have seen Shrek three, right? I think so. Well, um, P- um, Pinocchio trying to tell him that he does not know where the yep they are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I'm sure, pretty sure that a Google Glass could, uh, figure that out. Yeah. Only if you have a $1,500 check to participate in their beta program. Yep. So, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Stat Spotting, uh, has an article wondering about why is no one talking about the social implications of Google Glass? 
Um, Social implication? Yeah, like uh, people using it when they're walking down the street or when they're driving. You know how people use cell phones when they shouldn't? Yes. You know, stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, I have a question. Do these Google Glasses come built in with a camera? I think they do. Yeah, I see a lot of stalkers. Yeah, and uh, I also read an article somewhere, I forget on what site, but uh, like it was talking about uh, like Swedish laws and like Swedish uh, child porn laws, in that even if you uh, possess uh, child pornography for any reason, they can prosecute you. Um, even though it may be evidence for someone else's, uh, like, child molestation or something. Huh. Interesting. So, he was like, yeah, I I can prove this happened. Why do you have child porn? He's like, no, this guy was doing it. Uh, yep. Huh. (sighs) Can I wear Google Glass while I am flying? Is it legal to drive while wearing one of these? Yeah, stuff like that. So, huh. TSA like naked body scanning capabilities. <laughs> you know, I think there's already an app on the iPhone and the Android for that. Maybe there is. You might need some very expensive hardware to do it properly. Yeah. Huh. Alright. Well, it's good to see Google Glass again. Mm-hmm. But why are there no true cross... Hold on, hold on. I mean, I want to make sure I don't butcher this. Why are there no true cross-platform less than modern, greater than <laughs> file system? <laughs> well, well... I intended that to be, why are there no true cross-platform file systems? And uh, specifically, why are there no true cross-platform modern file systems? Uh, so, looks like Yulian here goes through the uh, the list of like all the modern file systems on all the uh, popular operating systems, uh, starting with the EXT uh, for three and two uh, file systems uh, which are which is what Linux uses um, and uh, it seems like there's read-only support on Windows but only for like uh, two and parts of three um, apparently OS 10 uh, Mac OS 10 has uh, the same problem as well hmm. so you let's try you should have a graph in here or something so uh, let's try NTFS, the uh, Windows file system, uh, which uh, seems that Linux has okay support, uh, but uh, not on uh, Mac OS. So mm-hmm. let's try the Mac file system HFS, uh, which is fine on Linux, but forget about doing anything with it on Windows. <laughs> um, then there's EXFAT. Uh, which is sort of designed for uh, flash memory that is greater than 64 gigs. Um, But uh, it seems like there's problems with it on uh, Linux. Uh, 
So uh, mm. plus it's like uh, patent protected, or at least copyright protected. So it's a closed spec, so you can only reverse engineer it. And then there's Fat Thirty Two, which everything supports, but it's not modern. True. He uh, tries to use UDF, uh, which is which is uh, what DVDs use. Uh, but it seems to be more like a kludge solution. Um, he says that he had a little bit of problem with it on, uh, Windows. Um, but oh well. And, uh, then there's, uh, BTRFS. Uh, that, uh, better FS, B-Tree file system, uh, that, uh, is in development on Linux, but, uh, it turns out that Linux developers kind of hate Windows, so that's probably not going to happen for a long time. True. It might happen on Mac, but probably not. So he's just kind of mad that uh, you know apparently he has his computer as a Hackintosh that he's also installed Windows and Linux on. Okay. So and. Uh, you know, he's running into the problem that he cannot exchange files between them. So, so I'm probably thinking that there are no modern cross-platform file systems is perhaps because we have cross-platform network protocols and services like SMB, uh, SSH, FTP, WebDAV, cloud storage, you name it. True. Besides, uh, couldn't, couldn't you take Linux to... M- to Mac converted into Windows. You can't convert Linux to Windows. Well, using Mac as a medium. You mean as a virtual machine? Sure. Yeah, he could do that, and I'm wondering why he's not doing that. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to use another operating system, but you have to reboot. Um, yeah, that's. That can be an issue. Um, virtual machines are pretty much the way to go. True. So, speaking of cross-platform issues, have you heard about line-ending formats? Yeah, let's go with yes. They create a lot of problems for me at work. Really? Could you uh, go into those? Nope. Classified. I didn't know you worked for the government. I don't. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so you you, you 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 know what the nine nine most terriblest words in the English language are? Hmm. We are we are from the government and we're here to help. I was thinking I love you, but those are just three words. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> If you think the government problems are bad, wait till you see the solutions. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so but it's 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 pretty much like um the the ending tags, and XML throws up throws off a lot of stuff. In web pages, they screw up the designs. Well, that's a pretty that's a pretty large effect for just a line ending. Uh, considering that on a web page, uh, white space like uh, new lines are ignored. Uh, so Scott Hanselman goes off on a rant, 
and that uh, you know it's Again? it's 2013, and uh, why are we still having uh, you know line ending problems now? Uh, so uh, Windows, uh, when you're at the end of a line on like a text file, and you go to a new line, uh, there's a carriage return uh, character followed by a line feed character uh, inserted. Uh, that tells uh, the system to go to the next line on the screen. Uh-huh. On uh, Unix and Linux and Mac, uh, that's just a line feed character. Uh, so if you edit a file on, say, a Mac, and they uh, put it into GitHub and uh, tell Scott to uh, do a pull request... Uh, he's greeted with a wall of pink because the line endings have changed. So he uh, goes on uh, some uh, tips on how to uh, tell Git to uh, ignore these uh, uh, line ending formats and just, you know, treat it as, you know, what it is, just a new line. Hmm. So he's he just trying to compare two different files. Yeah, to uh, see what changed. Hmm. Uh, because uh, it seems that there's three kinds of pull requests that he gets on Git. Uh, number one, awesome, appreciated, and wanted. Number two, not so great, thanks for trying, maybe later. Number three, wall of pink. <laughs> hmm. So he uh, uh, mentions that this is kind of like the uh, the modern equivalent of the uh, Indianness uh, problem of the eighties. So an Indianness uh, speaks uh, is uh, how should I say uh, determines like which way the numbers are, in that whether the first number is the most significant. Or the least significant. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not sure how much of uh, at the Nexus you've listened to, but uh, you know that Squirrel uh, was going through a Cisco certification. I did hear rumors of that. So, I think he kind of uh, chickened out on that. But Cisco? Oh, wait, never mind. I was thinking of Costco for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Chris moment. Um, Yep. So, anyway, Squirrel, if you want to uh, use a uh, very high-end Cisco router and have it all to yourself... Uh, you might want to go to uh, One Room Libraries in West Virginia because apparently the government there uh, gave out over a thousand of these high-end routers uh, to everyone, uh, even though that they were way overkill ridiculously uh, for the needs of these institutions. Huh. Um, I... 15,000 to 20,000... For a single room? Yeah. Uh, intended for use for mid to large size deployments. 
Um, and I've been reading about this uh, scandal on uh, broadband reports uh, for several months. Uh, but now it seems that a, uh, a report has come out just, you know, saying just how egregious this really is. Um, mm. So, in total, $24 million was spent on these routers through a not very open bidding process under which non-Cisco manufacturers uh, like Juniper and Acatel Lucent were not giving any notice or opportunity to bid. So... Uh, what it seemed like they did here uh, was they counted up all the places that needed a router and then ordered the uh, router that would suit everyone's needs uh, and just only ordered that specific model. So there is probably uh. there is probably like a uh, university somewhere that actually needed one of these, but instead of ordering one of these, they ordered 1,000 of those. Uh, sounds like somebody was too lazy to do their job. Uh, it sounds like a lot of people were too lazy to do their jobs, and perhaps some bribes uh, uh, got passed around. So I guess they uh, rounded up to the nearest 1,100-some-something, or how many of these routers there are. Yep. Let, let me find the picture there's a really good picture out there uh, one, uh 1164 routers 1164 yep it doesn't exactly sound like a round number but okay so um of course it's rather ironic that they you know bought these really expensive routers uh, when the internet in West Virginia is absolute crap. Hmm. Well, I, f I found the other lazy picture. So. And it's the best one I could find, but oh well. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, West Virginia is uh, kind of a weird place. So, and I have to... Uh, I also drive through it uh, on the way to and back from home. Oh. So, uh, thanks to West Virginia, I can tell everyone at back home, I crossed two state lines to get here. <laughs> so, I have to fly home to get home. But, oh crap, that means my mom would have to cross two state lines to get here when she comes over this weekend. Darn it! So? Oh, so she can use the exact same excuse? I don't think she, I don't think she would, but I guess that depends on the timing that she listens to this podcast. True. So. Hmm. Well, I wish you the best of luck when your mother comes over. <laughs> how how long is she staying? Uh, she says only the weekend. Um, a week or two. Weekend. Yes. So she she uh, says we we know how those all go. Mm. Well, she she mentioned that she would come over when she got off of work on Friday, and then uh leave here sometime on Saturday. 
So that doesn't seem like a long time. Yeah, like not even twenty four hours. That's more like can I come over and crash on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, speaking of leaving, uh, the pirate bay is leaving Sweden uh, due to the pressure on the pirate party, which is uh, doing their hosting. Huh. They where where are they going? Uh, well, it looks like they uh see. Um, it doesn't really say where, but it suggests that uh, Spain uh, could turn out to be a safe haven. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, which, uh, since Spanish courts have found that simply linking to other infringing sites is not a basis for copyright liability. Well, good for them. So, um, uh, so speaking of piracy, it seems that uh, piracy is actually going down, at least for music, uh, and uh, global music revenues are on the rise, according to the International Federation of the Pornographic Industry. Of uh, the pornographic? Yeah, that's that's what it says here. Yeah, it's in this uh, Ars Technica article, second paragraph. All right. Do you think this has contributed to iTunes and stuff like that, where you just buy the songs you want? Uh, perhaps, but, I mean, iTunes has been around for over ten years now. Yeah, but you also have Amazon, you have a lot more of these online storage medias. Um, well, it uh, actually points out here that this uh, IFPI organization... Uh, noted that legal digital music services are now available in over 100 countries, uh, whereas only two years ago, download and subscription services were only available in 23. So Mm. it seems that they're actually attacking the root of the problem in that, you know, people in third world countries uh, don't actually have a place to buy their music. So apparently... The uh, that the industry was saying, "Oh, you live in a dirt hut. Sorry, we can't serve you." So the people in the dirt hut have to go to the pirate bay to get their hmm. music. Interesting. And they're wondering why everyone's pirating their music. Well, it's because people in dirt huts that you don't think are profitable or have like some sort of legal uh, agenda against. Uh, that's who's pirating your stuff. Hmm. Yep. Well, I hear YouTube sucks on your Fios connection. You're darn right it does. So, Any idea how to stop it or something? Uh, stop using YouTube. Great idea. Moving on to the next article. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mitch Rybar... Uh, has found out how to uh, speed up YouTube, and it essentially uh, involves Uh-oh. blocking certain IPs. Um, uh, these IPs belong to these YouTube cache servers. So if you block these slow cache servers, that apparently your YouTube speeds go up. Hmm, interesting. 
So the commands look like they're in Link. Link. Linux. Yeah, they do. Um, sudo add reject, but it's easy, it's easy enough to add them into Internet Explorer than Chrome. Um, well, actually, you can do it from the operating system level. Um, so apparently, oh yeah, forgot uh, about that. Um, apparently, you can uh, do it. There's an article here that would tell you how to do it on Windows. Um, uh, maybe I can look on my router to see if I can block it there, which would probably be the better idea. Hmm. Well, let me know how that works for you. I rarely go on YouTube anyways. Yeah. Maybe was... just to find a new song here and so, there. So this has uh, caused quite an uproar, and uh, other people have finally taken notice, and it's becoming a big thing. So... Uh, even I have uh, made my uh, thoughts note on made my thoughts known on this, and uh, even I joined joined in the complaining uh, on uh, broadband reports. Yeah, I've there's uh, the forum thread uh, for FiOS I posted in. I think I also maybe posted in the UVerse one, and. Uh, and then there's also a news article on here from, like, a week or two ago uh, saying that uh, apparently Verizon is uh, advertising their uh, faster quantum speeds. And I put in a post on there saying this isn't really of great value because it's, you know, all the stuff I want to go to is slow. True. So. Well, it is part of the bottlenecking problem. Yeah, so maybe, hopefully, someone from the Google YouTube, uh, hopefully a lot of people from the Google YouTubes are uh, reading this and hopefully doing something about it. 58.54 megabits per second. Hmm. Wow. Alright, yeah, hopefully somebody's out there paying attention. Yep, so... Uh, maybe someone from the uh, ISPs are as well. So, could be. Because it could also be a peering issue between the networks as well, don't forget. So Yeah, it could be a countless number of things. So it, but, could, it, could be, it could be some squirrel that chewed through the internet cable. <laughs> or it could be a squirrel that jumped into someone's well. Yeah. Could be. Who knew? Who knows? Yep. So, uh, yeah, and you don't really want to open up a ticket with your ISP on this because they'll just say, check, scan for viruses, reset your router, you know, everything that would not implicate them. True, that's so. typically how it goes. Restart your computer, is it plugged in, etc., etc. No, it's not plugged in. How do you think I posted this? I wrote an email. Oh, I wrote a snail <laughs> letter. So, do you hate mosquitoes? I do not. Do you know what mosquitoes are? I do. They're the blood-sucking insects that bug everybody else while I stay indoors away from them. Yep, me too. So, that's pretty much why I ended up being an indoor kid. 
because you know my parents are like go outside Andrew fresh air sunshine blah, blah, blah. and I'm like who cares about all that crap and yep and like I developed these itchy rashes everywhere but uh as it turns out that uh a uh let's see a 16 year old CEO of a biotech company uh Joshua Meyer um uh, it was entered into the Google Science Fair uh, finalist, and uh, what he's doing is he's bioengineering mosquitoes to deliver vaccinations against a West Nile virus. Uh, maybe this can be used for other diseases as well. Oh, I see bad things happening. Biochemical weapons. Except those are kind of illegal. Yes, but come on, it's a mosquito squirm. Who's going to suspect the thing? <laughs> well, they're going to suspect it. And you know, there was, a, there was a movie about something similar to this called The Tuxedo. Yep. So, uh, seems that uh, you have some other news on here. Yes, I do. Going back into actually what control structure sort of is supposed to be, but some lesser-known truth about programming. So... So... Do you, you want to start, or do you want me to start? Uh, we can just top around this a little bit. Alright. So, it's saying that a programmer spends about 10 to 20% of his time writing code, and the rest of it thinking about code... That's thinking true. about what he wants to do. So this goes back to design first, code later. Mm-hmm. So, and that 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 sort of defeats uh, test-driven development because there's nothing about testing in this. Correct. <laughs> so uh, if you if you write good code, well, you still need to test it. But and why are you flashing me? I'm not flashing you. Yes. I'm playing playing with my cat. Well, you're flashing me, too. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, let me flash you again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Put on some pants, man. Why? (laughs) I like my shorts. (laughs) So, and it also has a quote here accredited to Bill Gates. Uh, that says a great lathe operator commands several times the wage of an average lathe operator, but a great writer of software code is worth 10,000 times the price of an average software writer. Ooh, nice. So, and, uh, let's see, a 2004 study found that most software projects, 51% will fail in a critical aspect, and 15% will fail entirely. This is improvement since 1994 when 31% failed. Hmm, although, that it is... although it doesn't say in what way they failed. Well, um, if, if you're designing a flagship product, okay, probably in total failed means they were not de- delivered at all. So, well... It said that it, that fifty one percent will fail in a critical aspect. So, does it actually get used? True. 
So, because all, all the stuff that I've worked on, to my knowledge, still is running somewhere. It hasn't failed. True. Same, same with my stuff. So... Which, which might attribute to the next part. Although most software is made by a team, it is not a democracy activity. Usually, just one person is responsible for the design, and the rest of the team fills in the details. Yep. So, at my company, I'm the one who's responsible for the entire development of it. And then the other people just say what they want. (laughs) Well, good for you. Yep. And programming is hard work. It's an intensive mental activity. Yep. So that uh, adding more people to the team won't make it go faster. Nope. It actually makes it go much, much slower and create big disasters. Uh, Let's see. Um, I have a quote here from uh, Jeffrey James uh, from the Tao of Programming. Uh, Manager went to the master programmer and showed him the requirements document for a new application. The manager asked the master, how long will it take to design the system if I assign five programmers to it? It'll take one year, the master said. But we need the system immediately or even sooner. How long will it take if I assign ten to it? The master frowned. In that case, it'll take two years. And what if I assign a hundred to it? The master programmer shrugged. The design will never be completed, he said. Huh. That is true. So... So, uh, anyways, I uh, see a uh, hello world here, which I uh, is pretty much one of the biggest programmer cliches ever. Yes, it is. This is this is some an old collection I found. It's let me get the numbers correct. Four hundred four hundred forty-one hello world programmers. And, yep, and, and sixty-four human language hello world. So, oh, look, it even has brain Yes, it does. <laughs> I'd say that this list is complete and rather really? and rather comprehensive. Cool, basic, print hello world, wait key. Uh, let's see, Python, Python. Right. Don't we? Flaming Thunder Hash Right Hello World uh, Right Hello World Period Let's see uh, Python uh, uh, Let's see Just says Print Quote Hello World Quote XHTML Ooh X Logo Hmm to hello world, reset all, high turtle, FD20 left 180, FD40 left 180, <laughs> and then the list just goes on. I think that's the drawing commands to uh, draw it out, like each Probably. of the letters. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, what if uh, God were a computer programmer? Well... We would definitely understand the questions a lot better that 
does God control everything in my that happens in my life? If he used the debugger, but it's tedious. Yep. Why does God allow evil to happen? He thought he eliminated it in one of the early revisions. <laughs> um, does God and, know everything? <laughs> well, it would sort of depend on how big his hard drives are. Yep. Am I unique <laughs> and special in the universe? See, there are over 10,000 major university and corporate sites running exact duplicates of you in the present release version. <laughs> See, is is God angry that we crucified him? Well, let's just say that he's not going to any more meetings if he can help it, because the last one with the 12 managers and the food turned out to be murder. <laughs> <laughs> How can I protect myself from evil? Change your password every month and don't make it a name, a common word, or a date like your birthday. Because that really is evil. Yes, it is. Some people say God is love. That is not a question. Please restate your query in the form of a question. Abort, retry, or fail. (laughs) Well, and then... uh... What if someone comes along and files a bug that said there's this god thing? Like, files the feature god as a bug. <laughs> See, well, I'd like to go ahead and uh, file, a, file a bug report against my cat. Uh, cannot reproduce. Has it been neutered? that's the joke (laughs) yep what are the roles of sinners sinners are people who find find new and imaginative ways to mess up the system when god has made it idiot proof (laughs) where will i go after i die onto the dat tape (laughs) yep So, anyways, uh, there's something here about Tron you put in. Yes. This is an article that I found that talks about how they kind of did Tron a little bit with all the fancy graphics and stuff like this, what they kind of used. And they used um, OpenGL, well... Hold on, they did not Open, use OpenGL. OpenGL? Hey, I know that. Yep. They they moved over to Hondi. Hondini. You know what? Screw everything I just said. This is a really cool article that talks about the various parts of Tron and what they used. Yeah, I uh, flipped through this... Uh... A little bit when you posted it, but uh, I mostly skimmed over it because I wanted needed to do something else at the time. But yeah, it looks yep. looks very cool. Uh, it has a lot of pretty nice graphicy thing. So, in fact, I skipped over it so much. Uh, I'm not sure if there was a boat in there. <laughs> a boat? Yeah. I what boat? Or no, this is your next article here. Uh, if oh, that boat, <laughs> yeah. If computer programming 
Languages were boats. Uh, <laughs> what what kind of boats would they be? Java, a cargo ship. It's very bulky. It's very enterprise and Though it can carry a lot of weight, will carry a project, but not very fun to drive. So, which seems quite the opposite of my experience, um, because my blog is uh, written in Java. It's very lightweight, very small. It's not used too much, so hmm. I'm not sure if a cargo ship would apply to my use of Java. No, yours sounds more like pool. Pool of the tugboat, powerful enough to tug Java along in 80 characters or less. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps my favorite, uh, PHP is a bamboo raft. <laughs> a series of hacks held together by string <laughs> somehow keeps afloat. Yep. HTML. Not... HTML isn't really a boat. <laughs> it shows a picture of a guy riding a bike into a, a pool. pool. Yeah. C <laughs> uh, is a nuclear submarine. The instructions are probably in a foreign language, but all the hardware itself is optimized for performance. I don't really consider a nuclear submarine to be, like, the absolute pinnacle of performance. No. That would be Ruby. What the submarine? So, so, so I hear the Western world is weird? Yes, uh, I dug this article up today, and it's uh, more of a psychological and economical type thing. Uh, if uh, Google would let me forward this. So, um, you know how, uh, uh, well, I'm not sure exactly how to phrase this, but uh, this all started out with an experiment uh, back in the 90s when a... Uh, anthropology students uh, went to Peru and uh, uh, played a game with some of the uh, Amazon inhabitants there. And uh, the rules are pretty simple in that one person was given some money and they had to uh, give a gift of some of that money to someone else. Um, and if they didn't, they would lose the money. So huh. they... Uh, this guy uh, measured how much of the money was offered and if it was accepted. So it found that among these uh, Amazon uh, tribes that the money offered was uh, rather small. And, uh, of course, it wasn't really uh, hard to find volunteers for this since they heard that an American was coming around with money. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, uh, this contrasted with... Uh, uh, all the other studies done on this game, and he was wondering why, since this uh, game was essentially like a test of how humans thought, and uh, it was just assumed that this stuff was uh, kind of hardwired into our genetic uh, structure, like it's a function of how our brains are wired up, but apparently that wasn't the case. In uh, like he uh, got some research grant or something, 
that uh, uh, allowed studies like this to be done on 14 other tribes uh, worldwide, or small-scale societies, uh, from uh, places like Tanzania and Indonesia. Hmm. And uh, uh, so uh, some the amount of money offered to the second person uh, varied quite widely. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, in excess of 60%. Uh, so this the effects of this game and like the economics and how things are perceived are are a function of culture not how our brains are wired because uh, if it was how we're wired up then it would be displayed in everyone but that's not the case and uh it uh, found out that all the previous studies done on this very same game uh were from uh, uh developed uh, western industrialized countries. In fact, 97% of participants in these studies uh, came from countries that represented 12% of the population of the world. So, and uh, it goes on about uh, the uh, Mueller liar illusion in that uh, you're asked which one of these two lines are longer, if they're the same, or whatever. Uh, if the first line has uh, pointed arrows at the end, or feathered so, edges. Okay, so the optical illusion. Yeah, and it seemed like Americans uh, were the only ones who had the uh, illusion of one being longer than the other. Huh. So, and uh, it was uh, sort of uh, hypothesized that... Uh, you know, Americans uh, grow up in uh, houses and other uh, boxy environments uh, such that if you're looking towards the corner of a room uh, that it would be the line with the feathered edges and thus is judged to be rather close uh, whereas if you're looking on the outside of say a house uh, the edges have the arrows on them and are assumed to be further away Hmm, interesting. So, uh, at the end, uh, they figured out that Western habits and cultural preferences are very different from the rest of the world. Uh, the way we think about ourselves and others, even the way we perceive reality, makes us distinct from others on the planet, not to mention the vast majority of our own ancestors. Among Westerners, the data showed that Americans were often the most unusual, leading the researchers to conclude that American participants are exceptional even within the unusual population of Westerners, outliers among outliers. Huh. Do you think it has to do with anything about our drinking, our smoking? Perhaps, but that would probably be shared amongst other Westerners. True. See, you're flashing me again. Stop that. There, you like getting flashed? No, put on some pants, dude. Like I said, I like my shorts. Besides, you can't even see what's down there. <sighs> You're not playing <laughs> along with this. Anyways. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let me try again. Here. Here, let me stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if we get on back on track here, just talking about how we are weird and stuff. So, you know, I'm... I'm pretty sure that not all of this is bad, um, because uh, even even though we are weird, we are outliers, we are different, whatever, from uh, everyone else, it seems that uh, it's uh, an advantage, because America has done pretty well compared to uh, many other countries, True. and, and uh, like Western civilization has done pretty well as well. Well, are you including our debt? Uh, that's a side our, effect. Our slowly collapsing economy. Oh, I don't want to get politic. got something to hate. My blog runs on Glassfish, and I was, uh, you know, trying to upgrade my environment, and I gotta tell you that the Glassfish website is the only website that I know of that is reliably down when I want to visit it. So, <laughs> in this particular instance, it was Sunday at 7pm, you know, a time when no one else would be using it, you know, supposedly. And this is just a website for posting news and downloads. It should not be down all that long. And but it was down. Nope. I ain't gonna be able to check how if my glassfish is at the latest version. Nope. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> well, this kind of reminds me of back in college with Comcast as the internet provider. You, ha you, you, you have a big assignment to do that night? Well, let's turn off the internet. Hmm. I you, never I never really experienced that. Really? No, I, ex I experienced it all the time. Hmm. I actually had to go to school once to turn on the assignment. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I've... It's, you know, occasionally it would be down, but that was like once in a blue moon. Huh. So, and I had assignments due way more frequently than that. So, well, we all did. Except but, for my last semester of 
co- my last quarter of college. Yep. Oh, that was a good quarter. I had no idea of what to do. So, uh, yep. well, speaking of, uh, you know, Comcast and whatnot, uh, back when I was uh, living with the uh, the gangsters, um, I had one of those... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of those uh, Linksys routers, you know, the really cheap ones. Yep. And I'm not sure what exactly was wrong with it, but, uh, you know, I had two laptops back then, and if I transferred something over the Wi-Fi between the two, the transfer would go fine, but then for the next ten minutes or so, it would it would just be down. I couldn't get online or anything. Hmm. So maybe I forgot to delete the bytes, or I'm the not... garbage collector wasn't running. Well, this this was a problem with the router I figured out. So um, what I did was I got a, a switch, a gigabit switch, and used it in my room. Ah, uh... so so I'm not sure if it was really an overheating problem or something. Anyways. Um, so you remember StarCraft? Yes. There's an expansion coming out, I hear. Uh, yes, uh, HOTS will be coming out here in probably about three weeks or so. <gasps> it's not going to take a few years and they haven't extended it? Well, that's what they did last time. So, um, mm. I pre-ordered it almost a year ago. Oh, Wow. Like, so long ago, I forget even, like, how much it was. Like, I want to say $40, but it wouldn't be surprised if it was 60 uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of the old StarCraft, like StarCraft, you know, Brood War, uh, it, turns uh, out, it turns out that the pathfinding in that was a total hack. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Um, especially with the, uh, the workers and how they gather minerals. Uh, that I've noticed this even years ago, that the workers uh, would not uh, bump into each other. Um, So if a worker was gathering minerals, it would not uh, bump in and collide with any of the other workers gathering minerals. So there was just this free flow. Um, However, if you wanted to, say, you know, move a marine through that... Uh, it would kind of get stuck. Okay, I, I remember this a little bit. So, uh, the reasoning for this was, is that uh, if the collision was on between the workers, that there would be this huge backup uh, in your uh, resource lines, because essentially what it is, is there's several mineral piles. Um, uh, only one worker of which can gather from them at a time. Um and you can pretty much have, like, two dozen workers in order to, like, get the most efficient uh, gathering. But then that has a problem in that, so you have, like, ten mineral piles that all your workers will get clogged up uh, returning to the drop-off point and getting back to the minerals again. Makes sense. So he just decided, you know, you know to heck with it. And just turned off the collision when they were, you know, gathering. <laughs> so, and there was uh, plenty of other uh, 
uh, issues as well. Um, so apparently Star Starcraft was uh, based off of the Warcraft 2 engine. Uh, you know, Warcraft 2 was like more of a square uh, type uh, top-down game, uh, whereas StarCraft is an isometric-based game. And they had to do plenty of hacks in order to get the pathfinding to work. So it seemed like they divided everything up into 32 by 32 pixel squares and further subdivided that into 8 by 8 uh, tiles uh, for the pathfinding. Hmm. So, interesting. Yeah, and uh, there's uh, plenty of uh, interesting, uh, you know, navigation, uh, you know, programming stories ab about this here. Uh, so, very interesting. And there's also, so yeah, between the Warcraft Two and Starcraft engine. Uh, thing it uh, notices that the switch to isometric perspective was made to make the game visually attractive, and it provides a link to a previous post in that uh, it was back in 1996 that uh, Blizzard wanted to release a game every year, uh, you know, just to, you know, just do business, and they uh -huh. had just they had just uh, got done with Diablo, uh, but. Uh, so, you know, 1996 rolls around and E3 comes, and you want to buy an RTS game, and it has a, a comparison of screenshots here. Would you pay money for this? Uh, and it shows a screenshot of Dominion Storm, or this. And it was what StarCraft was in 1996. Huh. And, you know, mind you, it was quite ugly. Uh, but, uh... So, anyways, they were at E3, and uh, they apparently back then everyone just walked around, even the people who were, you know, competitors with each other. And they pretty much saw this Dominion storm, and they crapped themselves. They're like, how in the world are we going to, you know, survive against this kind of competition? So they went into a huge panic and made a lot of changes. You know, they upgraded the engine, they made it prettier, they switched to isometric, they added, you know, all these, you know, whiz-bang stuff. And uh, it finally came out in 1998, uh, <laughs> like April 1998. Uh, Dominion Storm followed a few months later. And uh, it turns out that that Dominion Storm demo at E3 in 96 was a total fake. <laughs> so Blizzard was totally trolled by someone else into making this awesome game. How well, awesome is that? That is freaking awesome. <laughs> so that that's definitely my uh, story of the week. That's a good story. So, unfortunately, this week we don't have any podcast questions because no one really sent anything. Uh, but if you're listening to this and you have some questions, comments, or just to say hi, and you know, if you want us to say your name on this podcast, we can certainly do that. Uh, just use the contact feature on the Nexus.tv without the dash. But you can go ahead and put the dash in just for old time's sake.
And don't forget, today is International Backup Awareness Day. That's every day is International Backup Awareness Day. So please back up your stuff and then delete all your original stuff. That is all. Hmm. And still, my box is still sinking. Even after you put a mitt on it? <laughs> no, this is another box. This is that uh, 50 gigabyte deal thing that uh, we both got. Uh, the box. Yeah, it's been sinking for probably five hours now. And it's a little over half done. Huh. Oh, about by the time you wake up. Mm. And if I leave my computer on during that time. So. Which you will? No. What I usually do is I put the computer to sleep when I go to sleep. And then I usually wake it up in the morning before I go to work, put it back to sleep, and then wake it up in the evening again. Wait, put it back to sleep? Mm-hmm. Does it wake itself up? Nope. Aw. Uh, my, my, my computer does that on Thursday nights and Friday nights. It wakes itself up for no apparent reason. Hmm. But... I think you have something to say to your parent. Oh, hi, Mom. Oh, I thought it was going to be, I'm getting married, but... No, I'm not that ridiculous. Of course not. Which I hopefully, I hope we find a guest soon. Yeah, um, I did uh, reach out to uh, the, uh, the Schmidt troll to see if he would like to be on. And... He hasn't gotten back with me. Okay. He also admitted that he does not listen to this show. So I consider that any opinion that he has about this show, even including the album art, is invalid. That, that would be a true statement. So. And I did ask to be on his show. If uh, he ever got around to doing it, and an apocalypse happened. Oh, what, what, whatever happened to that science show, that Big Bang Theory? Oh, you mean the Snap? Yeah. Hmm, that still hasn't happened. So, uh... No. Which well, what's gonna, what's gonna... I mean, we have had a few universe happen. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's very true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let me uh, fire off an email to him since you just reminded me. Um, by the way, if you want Squirrel to do a science show, uh, please spam him. Uh, I've pretty much been spamming him every weekday uh, for about the past three weeks. Sounds good. So, anyways, uh, before I write that out, I guess, uh, well, since, uh, see, today I got my other W-2 so I can finally do my taxes. Congratulations, I've already done my taxes and I already got my federal return. Oh, goody. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll be, uh, probably doing those pretty soon. Uh, and I noticed that, uh... My W-2 was rather odd in that it came in a hand-addressed hand envelope. 
Oh, they must really love you. Yeah, I'm probably going to call them tomorrow and say, hey, I noticed that. And sort of appreciate it. <laughs> was this the company you got fired at? or Nope, this is the one that I left. I was at for most of last year. Ah, uh, okay. So. Cool. Yep, and then uh, I'll have to deal with my mom for the weekend. Um, yes, that, you will. Um, provided that the, uh, like, there's not two inches of snow on the ground by the time she thinks she'd come. Sure, it's supposed to snow for the next three or four days. So, I mean, even though there's only two inches of snow that fell, and even though it's been hours and the roads are completely clear, she probably still won't come. Well... Yeah, maybe. But at least your parents are in the nation. My parents are out at Fiji. Yep. So, and, uh, see, apparently my parents will uh, be going down to Mexico again this year. Ooh, they're going to Mexico? Yeah, for the third year in a row. Cool, I might have to have them pick up some vanilla down there. I think they might have come back with vanilla. At least my uh, one aunt did. Um, So I remember several weeks ago that mom was saying, oh, well, we're thinking about maybe staying longer in Mexico this year. So would you mind if you didn't have Thanksgiving over here? (laughs) So I'm like, I'm fine not having Thanksgiving so long as I get fed at Christmas. Huh. Cool. Cool. I, I don't think I'm going home for Thanksgiving this year. I think I'm actually going home for Christmas. Hmm. So, anyways, that seems to be it here. Um, yep. Next week's podcast should be interesting. Why is that? I'm going to see if I can't get my Morse code program up and running. Oh, goody. Yep, and then I'll send you a copy. Or you could just write one in Java. <laughs> well, see if you can do it in JavaScript for ultimate portability. You know, I hate JavaScript. Yeah, I do too. I hate anything on the web. Well, not anything on the web. I hate designing anything on the web. Well, I mean, if you put it in JavaScript, all that someone needs to do is, you know, go to a web server or web address somewhere and you got it. Yep. And well, it- I, could put, I, I could put it on my website. And it's right there in the browser. True. So, I mean, people talk about cross-platform compatibility. Nothing's more cross-platform than JavaScript. True. Anyways, so I guess we'll uh, talk to our listeners next week. So, have a good one. Have a good one. Bad day! (laughs) (laughs) Go to bed. (laughs) 